0: The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the Force of Forces with me.
1: We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Well, that's start somewhere.
0: Welcome everybody to the Kybercast. This is episode number fifty-four, recorded July second, twenty twenty. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of this podcasting team. With me as
1: always is my good friend. Hello, Michael Diaz. I am three-sixths of this podcasting team. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three, six. Nice. Math, math man.
0: <laughs> um, real quick, it's good to be back from vacation. Uh, I listened to, hopefully everybody's listened to the episode right before this one, episode 53 with uh, Michael Dunn, uh, one of Michael Diaz's uh, good friends. It's a really fun episode and it uh, was kind of weird to uh, edit something uh, I wasn't part of. So I was a little jealous that I couldn't interact with it. And I'm, I'm texting Michael as I'm listening to it, telling him how wrong he was.
1: <laughs> and...
0: So give it a good listen if you want uh, to to see a really good uh, perspectives. Um, We're going to have Michael Dunn back hopefully soon. Definitely want to talk to him myself and um, be part of that conversation, extend that conversation. You'll see more about that in the next couple episodes or so. Uh, We're scheduling that out.
1: Michael, how have you been? I've been fantastic. I mean, I didn't didn't get a vacation. Some of us stayed here and worked and did the podcast. You know yes yeah. <laughs> well we have a, a super special
0: episode this week um, Michael has done some another he, he Michael's become a heck of a producer uh, we have a special guest today and we're going to talk about kind of youth and geekdom and, and what uh, the younger people are how they're consuming their media in different ways and what they're watching what they're reading what they're enjoying playing video games whatever um, so we have a special guest named Jonah who's with us on the line. Welcome to the show, Jonah.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: Really good. I'm, I'm so happy that you have uh, are able to make this show. We, I'm sure Michael and I can
1: learn a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you teach old geeks new tricks?
2: Maybe. I know that Maybe. you can teach old dogs new tricks. Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> that <works. laughs> Why do I get the feeling that Jonah's going to own this podcast by the time
2: <laughs> this <is> over <overworked>? with? <laughs> Um,
1: I, I don't doubt that will happen.
0: But I think it would be cool, Jonah, down the road. Um, we'll get your take on various things as they happen. So um, it won't be a one and done, I'm sure. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, so, Michael, how would you like to get Jonah started here? You had some ideas and thoughts, and I don't want to well, jump yeah. on all of them.
1: Here's kind of the thought of the episode here. Joe and I, were in our 40s. We grew up with Star Wars. We grew up in the 80s, you know, the, the golden era of geek cinema, if you will. Yeah. We've been through it all. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you, Jonah. You are the next generation of geek. Obviously, I think you and I, we've bumped into each other a few times. Obviously, you know, we, I run into your parents now and then. But you stopped by our booth that we had mm-hmm. at the Grand Rapids Comic Con, and I think that's when we're really started uh, yeah. talking about what kind of geek stuff we're into. So, yeah. We wanted to bring you on to get that youthful generation that new generation perspective on geekdom. So let's start with that. Let's start with your geek origin story. Like when when did you start realizing that you were into certain things that that are, you know, stereotypically geek? Like what was the first thing that got you into this stuff?
2: Well, it was kind of originally my friends. Uh, they all introduced me to, like, a bunch of smaller things. Like, uh, I was a really big fan of Nerf. You guys probably know what that is. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I was a really big fan of Nerf, and I had always liked video games. But one of my uh, first, like, one of your uh, first geek, like, really geek things that I did was uh, at my friend's birthday party uh, his dad actually had a, uh, I think it was Street Fighter. Either that or it was Mortal Kombat. But it was one of those two games. And he had um, asked if anybody wanted to come upstairs and play it. And everybody downstairs was pretty much yelling. And I don't... Well, yeah, <laughs> I can uh, deal with Comic-Con and all that. And, and like, all that, how loud that is. But uh, that in one tiny little basement... That was a lot. And there was like 10 of us down there. So I went upstairs. Yeah, nobody else wanted to do it. So I went upstairs and I uh, somehow beat him three times in a row and then decided (laughs) to go back downstairs. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is my fear of the podcast happening right here. He's (laughs) going to take I, You know, to me, it's interesting because I think, you know, Jonah, I don't know what you've gone through so far growing up. Uh, When we were, when I was a kid, like some of the stuff now you would actually be really bullied for, you know, in terms of of being a geek. And I think over the years, maybe it's, maybe it's changed, maybe it's not, but I think there is a geek culture that is at least allowing, or, or more geeks are coming together, so to speak. And I I tell, you know, and I use geek in a, in a, in a, in a good way, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, Not pejorative. Right. So, I mean, do you feel, that it's still tougher maybe to be um into geek things or do you feel like you have friend I'm not saying you know friend but you know I mean is there is there a group that that you oh, hang yeah. with is is that
2: how it works there's, or what do you think? De- there's definitely a group of people that uh, like especially at my school I uh in 6th grade I like stranger things was out then mm-hmm. and I saw it and in that that's got a bunch of nostalgic stuff and uh uh, one of the main things in it is Dungeons and Dragons that was one of the main topics and uh, I really like that so I for I don't I can't remember if it was for Christmas or my birthday I think it was for my birthday I uh, got a set like the Dungeons and Dragons starter set and when I got into sixth grade turns out one of my guidance counselors actually pl- like had a party of his own and he was uh, like a DM for a couple mm-hmm. of campaigns that he and his friends did so i decided hey might as well started dungeons and dragons club like that might be really fun and uh first year there was five six people second year we gained another member so that's like seven wait well i can't remember if it was one or two but that's still like seven eight members and then this year eighth grade uh we like, I put it out there a lot more because we were in sixth grade. Uh, seventh and eighth graders aren't going to join a band of, like, sixth graders to play a um, role play game. But, uh, I did it this year and I, uh, put up some posters and all that stuff. I had sign up sheets and, uh, turns out, well, I expected maybe, like, four or five more people to come. We ended up with 20 more people.
0: Holy mackerel,
1: that's oh, great. Cow. Yeah. Wow.
2: But there was a lot more sports. Like A lot more of us had gotten into sports, so two or three of us had left. But still, the turnout of 20 more isn't that bad.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. And it's really funny that you say you kind of started a little bit of that or you started to play Dungeons & Dragons because it was a big game for me because I was probably, I'd say, 14 or 15 when I started playing that, when it first came out. And it was huge. We and that's how our friends. We just you, you kind of find like minded people. I mean, that's how you make your way in the world. In some ways, yeah. and and you know, I, I love hearing that because my my sons play and we've played some online together while during this whole COVID thing. And my son Sam, who lives with us, he's a he's a great DM. So like Sam, he really enjoys um, getting into voices and doing the whole the whole thing. He's really really good at it. Uh, so I love what he DMs. I'm terrible at DMing, so I like <laughs> I like playing my character, and that's it. I don't feel like being responsible for the whole whole game. But it's uh, it's it's definitely I think a fantastic way to start into this this thing. And now I know Michael, you've played for a while, right? But you're not playing right now.
1: I'm not currently playing no. Um, but my first exposure to Dungeons and Dragons, I would say, was probably sixth grade as well. So I was probably 12 when I first started playing, and then. Um, moved on to other role playing games. I've played several different kinds, but it's it's fantastic for me to hear, you know, someone, you know, of Jonah's generation really getting into Dungeons and Dragons because that was something that was fantastic for me and you too, Joe. I mean oh, yeah. for us, Dungeons and Dragons was still new, right? It just yeah. came out in oh, yeah. the last, you know, five, ten years. So the fact that it's still around, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's gone through iterations. Jonah, you're playing the latest generation? or
2: Yeah, 5th uh, edition. Yep. And uh, Actually, right before I had gotten on this podcast, I had logged onto my computer, and I had a, a tab for a homebrew open on D&D <laughs> Beyond.
0: So yeah, I just joined the D&D Beyond. I, I- put my character up there and I i had a little I was in a prior podcast I was a little upset because I bought the physical versions of some mm-hmm. of the books already and they wouldn't give me the digital one it was the same price if I wanted it digitally I'm like that's crazy I paid 30 bucks for this book and you won't give me a digital version up, the, up there yeah. they should put a code or something anyways mm-hmm. I digress but I was getting a little upset but I do like the way that it's online it'll be yeah. interesting because I think they're definitely going to turn that into something where you can probably generate maps and create things and I think it's going to be a nice portal for that game I think it's going to be very good some yeah lot, i so.
2: uh, uh i follow a like gaming house it's the like a bunch of like uh more younger like 20 30 year olds mm-hmm. but it's a just a house of them and they all play video games but the uh, them and a couple of their friends they do a podcast maybe once a month or so they uh they have a D campaign and i tune in every once in a while they do podcasts on spotify uh, so is it, yeah. vid-
0: is it a video podcast or is it audio?
2: Well, it's audio, but you uh, they also have, they post videos of it. And uh, on the videos, they have actually, like the DM, uh, it's a, I can't remember what the specific site is called, but uh, they use the site where you can move uh, your character around and the DM can move you around. And it's like a- uh, Is it Roll20? Maybe, it might be.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's where I used to play.
2: Their uh, campaign is called uh, Return to Santa Barbara. And I, yeah. So it's pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so you're in the Dungeons & Dragons. Definitely geek territory. No question about Mm that. Let's, we're going to jump right in and get to the heart of it. Mm -hmm. This is a Star Wars not focused, but we, we do hit a lot of Star
2: Wars on this podcast. So let's, well, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's called Kybercast, which is... Thank you for realizing
1: of, that was geek test and you just passed, so that's good.
2: Yeah, that was one of the first things I realized, that like Kybercast... Oh, Kybercrystal, that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Sometimes I get it right once in a while. Obviously, Joe and I grew up when the original trilogy came out, and then obviously around... When the prequel trilogy came out, and now we've had the new trilogy. Yep. You, your age is that you missed the first two trilogies. So when what was your first exposure to Star Wars?
2: Uh, some of my first exposure to Star Wars, my dad had the uh, original six. He had the prequels, those three in a box set. And then he had the uh, originals, like the four, five, six in a box set as well. Um he like I would watch them periodically and uh those are really cool. I'm not proud to say this anymore, but my favorite movie used to be the third one.
0: Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. I love that one. It's one of my favorites. Nothing wrong with I'm, proud, and I'm proud to say it and I'll fight for it.
2: <laughs> well, no, I meant in the prequels. Sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I love I love Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that w- that one, I really liked it because of uh, one of the, I like movies, like Infinity War, that was, that was, like, baking powder, no, not uh, baking powder, what is it, uh, powdered sugar on top of a pancake. Right. <laughs> that was, like, they made it, like, just so, like, I love Marvel, and it's really fun for, like, I don't read the com- – I never read the comics, but uh, it's a really cool topic for me. And uh, I, like, I like superhero movies that don't end well. Um, I don't know why, but like, I like it when they – I'm just sick of happy endings. Right. And even as a kid, I knew, like, oh, I really hope this movie doesn't end in a happy ending because every single movie ends in a happy ending.
0: I get that. I think you're looking for that reality in, in a way. And I think, yeah. you know, Revenge of the Sith obviously does not, which is what you don't expect. But uh, while well, you do, ex- you expect it from my point of view, because I knew where it was going to go, depending on when you saw the movie. Um, and I think when you, when it, when it's about Star Wars, it's interesting. If you ever really listen to George Lucas or talk and see him in interviews, he's all for making the fairy tale. These are fairy tales and they're mm-hmm. meant for 10 year olds. Like he'll say it up front. So he gets, You know, somebody like me who's 50 years old now, you know, I can't really take it to that dark place uh, because it's not what it was his intention was. Dark things happen and choices happen. Basically, they're always a film about choices. And it's really showing kids if you make this choice, this could happen. And if you make this other choice, this could happen. Right. It's make Mm -hmm. good decisions. Good things will happen. Make bad decisions and bad things will happen. That's the gist of Star Wars in a nutshell. So going from that and knowing the the endings that you necessarily don't like, did you see Rogue One?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was a pretty good one. Um, I liked how like it was technically a happy ending, but I I had mixed feelings about it because I knew going into it, like all these characters are going to die, so it kind of ruined the end for me. But I knew that either this is going to – well, I technically knew how it was going to end because – they needed to get the star, like the Death Star plans, to the uh, Resistance, and I've seen the fourth one obviously right. before that one, so I knew that it had to end in that. But it was still a fun movie to watch.
0: Well, can I ask one question? Yeah. When your dad, did your dad showed you the movies, or you just decided to watch them? And what order did you watch it in when you first saw them? Can you remember?
2: Uh, I be- yeah, I uh, saw them one, two, three, and then four, five, six.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, interesting. So you yeah. you never really. Had. I, I
2: thought I thought that the first three were the originals. Oh, wow! I thought that the prequels were the originals until I until maybe what was it fourth grade? Yeah, that's really late on, but I just really hadn't opened my mind to stuff like that.
0: No, I love that. I, I love that. That's how you experienced it because you have a different take, and that's cool. because you didn't. Yeah, because I know, you know, when Michael and I saw Empire Strikes Back, which is number five at the theater, that was huge, and we didn't know that Darth Vader was his dad, and we didn't know any of that stuff. So, but you knew it beforehand because you saw the prequels first. There was no, yeah. So I was curious how how that, you know, when you watched the 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 originals after the prequels, I'm just mind boggled at how you were piecing it together because. I don't know. It's just, it's such a different way of experiencing it. Cause, and I feel it's really cool that you got to experience it that way. Cause I think it's a, it's a different take.
2: You know, the uh, end scene in the third movie where, uh, Darth Sid, no, is it Darth Sidious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, where he says that, uh, uh, not, why am I getting names mixed up? <laughs> why? <laughs> but uh, that Darth Vader killed Padme instead of him killing Padme Mm -hmm. or her dying from childbirth. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was really interesting because I thought, oh, he really lied. But then uh, you guys probably know about this app. It's called TikTok. And uh, I'm on, like every once in a while, uh, like Star Wars one will show up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I saw that, a theory because uh, Darth Sidious could uh, he could like take life force and like make himself heal like he could heal himself and all that and uh, he could uh, like save him uh, he could heal the ones he loved that's how he got uh, Darth Vader Anakin to uh, like pretty much he didn't want his he didn't want Padme to be hurt so that's how he got him but then I realized. This person pretty much flat out said Darth Sidious took Padme's life force. This person doesn't think that she died from childbirth. They think that she died from Darth Sidious taking her life force and giving it to Anakin. Because even that surgery, did you see any, like, any, what was it, uh, like painkillers or anything like that. And <laughs> yeah. anesthetics given to Anakin during that scene. Oh no, he was there to oh, suffer.
1: Well, yeah, it's an interesting take too, because that's not one you can actually make until the rise of Skywalker. When we know that Sidious is able to do that. So it does link back. And I'm surprised I never even thought of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't never even thought of that either. And, uh, uh, how i don't like how they just made it like i know that it was a past topic that p- you could like trade life force and like heal the ones that you loved but they never incorporated that into any of the uh, like the four five and six well i know that the four five and six were made before but uh they just put that topic in they just shoved it in there they needed a reason for Anakin to turn and they just shoved a reason in and then in the like the newest three they just allowed it to happen they didn't have it in the sixth they didn't have it in the seventh but they like uh the mandalorian came out before the ninth right mm-hmm. yeah and in that baby yoda uh heals is it the mandalorian yeah, yeah, uh, no, you're, it's right. The, yeah you're right he does yeah. he does the mandalorian and,
0: and um grief karga yeah
2: yeah yeah he heals that, and he heals those two, and then they just decided to, hey, we introduce this topic again, why don't we use it in the ninth movie, even though it has no correlation to the sixth and the seventh, and the original three. It was just a plot hole that they made bigger and more evident. I can see
1: that. That's an interesting take. Um, yeah. Super cool. Question for you then, Jonah. Being that you watched them one, two, three, by the time you got to the end of Empire and Vader admits who he is, how, because that scene, when I was a kid, you know, when I was seven, eight years old, you know, Joe was far, far older at that point. But it blew me away. I was like, what? How is Vader his dad? How, but for you, how did you react to that?
2: I just thought, oh, he, I, my, I just realized, oh, he didn't know, he did. This is, I, I couldn't imagine the pain that he was going through. Like, imagine thinking your father's dead, and then losing the one of the closest father figures you have, like, and then losing another one of your closest father figures. So you have nobody except your uh, sister, who you don't know is your sister, and a giant furry man, and and a jerk with a
1: gun.
2: (laughs) You've lost almost all your father figures. You're in this completely new world that you never could have imagined existed, and everything's just brand new. And you realize that your dad's not dead, and then in the next movie you realize that's my sister.
0: Yeah, Luke. Luke, Luke had a rough one. Luke
2: had a rough. One. Yeah, he had. A, he had a rough. <laughs> He did. He did. <laughs> which? Which? I I can see why he tried to kill Ben because he was so afraid from his life changing so dramatically again. Yeah, and I think that was
0: exactly where I was going. It's like I, I can understand. The choices made for Luke, you know, I, 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 that was never a problem for me in in the the sequel trilogy. I, I had plenty of other problems with them, but that wasn't the one that hurt me the most. I, I I didn't particularly want Luke to be that way, but that's not the point. The point was it fit that storyline. Um, yeah. But yeah, what it did, so... So we don't um, finish with too too long into Star Wars. I want like to talk to you about Marvel and stuff too, because I think that's uh, a, a really good thing to go to. But So after you've seen those and you saw the sequel trilogies in the theater?
2: Uh, yeah. So
0: were those your first, that was your first Star Wars experience in the theater? Or was it real Robo- Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, the first prequels. Yeah, yeah, the sequel trilogy. Right, Force Awakens. Yeah. So how did you yeah. feel seeing those in the uh, theater?
2: Those, those were like, uh, I knew that, they- I It would have to be a completely new character list, and that, like, I was, like, thinking, how are they gonna incorporate all these other characters, other than, like, shoving them into the Resistance? And I think that it was a good idea to make Han Solo leave the Resistance. I thought that that was a great idea, and uh, it wouldn't cause a plot hole, that wouldn't, that really wouldn't cause any problems, but, um Luke just disappearing. That was kind. Of, that was in, in It was very confusing at the beginning. Like, why would he just disappear? Like, yeah, I mean, he looked for the uh, first Jedi temple, but what other reason did he have for that? That's
0: yeah, that was a tough one. It was a tough one. Wonder, wasn't okay. that
2: the uh, island? Yeah, isn't the Jedi the place of the first Jedi temple where? didn't it show that's where he taught the other students? That's where he taught his second. They didn't like show. His. No,
0: they, they, from what I understood, octu was a different place than where his temple was. I don't. They never said exactly where the Jedi temple was.
1: Yeah,
2: you make a good point there.
1: Luke's,
0: Luke's temple, I should say, right. not the Jedi. Luke's
1: temple, right.
2: So but that's something just, That's something. Hope,
0: no, no, that's something I hope they maybe flesh out in a book or something, yeah. comic series or something.
2: That would be pretty intriguing to find out, because I know that uh, I doubt that they're ever really going to go back to the island with the first Jedi Temple. Uh, right, doubtfully, because what else? What other importance than sentimental value does it have there?
0: So, my last Star Wars question is: There's the a couple topics I want to talk yeah. to you about through all the series from one to nine. Who? is your favorite character
2: my favorite character and then
0: who is the one you hate the most
2: the one i hate the most that'll be that'll be a nice one uh one of my favorite characters uh it was a character that was barely even fleshed out barely even touched but uh i think it's in the second one the second or third Mm -hmm. in the prequels uh Obi Wan goes to see goes to like a diner Dex. and meets a four iron four armed guy, and uh, I just thought that, that it was some an old guy another person that he met. But then my my friend he was ri- at that age he was I was maybe third fourth grade at that age, uh, he was really into Star Wars. He watched the uh, Clone Wars on a daily basis, yep. and he told me that that four armed guy was a. Uh, he was part of the Jedi, and he actually showed me a picture in a like a canon book, like a canon picture of that guy with four lightsabers.
0: Ooh, so I can tell you. All right, I'm going to give you. I don't want to wreck this, so I I can either tell you the truth and where the confusion could be, or I can let you keep your memory. You choose.
2: <laughs> well, I'm I'm pretty sure that he was a, he ended up being a traitor as well, but but it
0: wasn't Dex. So Dex Dex. Um, was another of that species, but it wasn't mm. the, the the Jedi that was in the um, gotcha. in that. Who was it was a different different person. But oh, I can see oh, why
1: you just killed his favorite character.
2: <laughs> no, it, I, I, it's I, it's I re- fine. It's his favorite fine. character.
0: Dex Dex could have been a Jedi at one time. Oh, I don't I'm know. Clear. They don't have his sword.
2: Well, how else would uh, Obi Wan have known him? Uh, maybe they yeah. those two were related yeah. in some way. Absolutely, but yeah. Still, I thought that they were. Uh, I always admired people with multiple arms. I don't know why, but I love the idea of having multiple arms. That's all. It just seems like if I'm doing one thing, I can do another thing. Like if I'm uh, reading a book, I can have another arm. Like I can partially be reading the book, and then I could have like a third arm doing homework, and like everyone now and then glance over at the homework, and like have another like, third or fourth arm uh, writing down the answers and writing down the problems and all that. Because, yeah, I just thought that the uh, stuff of four arms was a great topic.
1: I appreciate, you're, you're giving me a lot of insight that things I never would consider before, and it's weird because I expected a fresh take on many things here. But, I mean... You're giving me a lot of interesting stuff. That's just, I never considered that before. That's fantastic. Um, So I know Joe, um, that was his last question, but I just had a quick question. Uh, So in Rogue One, Tarkin. What did you think of Tarkin in Rogue One?
2: Was he the... uh...
1: He was the older guy that was balding that took over the Death Star once uh, Krennic left.
2: Yeah, that was a very interesting thing to me. I don't remember it fully. It's been a, it's been a while since I've seen Rogue One. That was pretty. Wasn't he like almost completely CGI in that?
1: That's. I, mean, I wasn't trying to lead you anywhere. I just wanted to see. But yes, yes, he was. But how did he look to you?
2: He looked completely real. I didn't. Okay, the first time I saw Rogue One technically wasn't in a theater. It was in a theater, but not specifically. Um, a couple of years ago, me and my family and a couple of family friends went up to Tennessee and we, um, there was a, like we all rented this really big like cabin and there was a like movie theater in there with a couple of chairs and that was the first place I saw it. We sat, all sat down one night and we watched it. And I thought that, that was pretty much my first viewing of Rogue One there. And I thought that that was really cool. Man. But uh, I, di- I didn't realize that. Uh,
1: he was CGI?
2: That he was CGI until uh, like a day or so later when my mom and dad were talking about it. And I heard them, like, I overheard them say, Yeah, I can't believe they used him as CGI. I asked what it was, and they said, Pretty much computer. Like, it was all animated, like computer editing.
1: That's crazy. I so I love, I love when my it's, theories it's, are proven correct. You're right, Joe. You're 100. So I've not been talking about Star Wars quite a bit, but so Joe and I, we actually obviously saw, you know, Star Wars back when we were kids, you know, A New Hope, mm-hmm. and so we knew watching Rogue One that the actor was dead, and they had to CGI him in. So for Joe and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, the CGI is good. But I still experienced a little bit what they call the uncanny valley, where I knew he wasn't real, so he didn't look real to me. So that was one question I wanted to ask, and I'm glad I didn't lead you too much because Joe was right. He said he thought you know the younger generations just see and think yeah, it's just a character.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know we're, we're we're just watching it with a different eye, Michael. That's when I said earlier, going to even your last recording like you can't see things at that age anymore you're not you're looking for things differently at our age you're looking through all the backstory and you, you just you know you, you not that you look for flaws you're just used to seeing so many other flaws that when you're a kid you're you're not looking for that you just want a good story and you want a good character you don't care about the things that we care about so it's hard to watch to become a, a 10 to 15 16 year old anymore you know you just you just don't it's just it's hard it's the trouble of getting older
2: uh and it's also it's, it's, to be granted, you guys need topics to talk about on here, so yeah, for sure,
1: <laughs> true, <laughs> true, true. But to be fair, if we didn't have this podcast, I think Joe and I would have lots of mini arguments and opinions
2: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We would, yeah.
1: So, you
0: mentioned um, earlier, Jonah, that Marvel you got really got into the Marvel films, so and you don't uh, watch the, or watch, you don't read the comics. So how did you find Mm -hmm. your way to the Marvel universe? Uh,
2: The first, my first viewing of Marvel was the Hulk and it was the, uh, one of the original ones where he, uh, like the, uh, the one with his dad, where his dad like turns and he can morph into objects and then throw them.
1: uh, Yes. I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh, where somehow he gets bigger and bigger the angrier he gets, which I thought was pretty cool at the time. But, yeah, Uh, that was my first viewing of a Marvel movie, and I thought that that was awesome. A guy who didn't want to be anything, he just wanted to be a scientist and get back with somebody that he loved. Turns out that he, uh, trying to save somebody else turned into like a monster. He thought it was a monster. And then in the first Avengers, uh, uh, they said that, uh, Bruce Banner said, I put a gun in my mouth, pulled the trigger and the other guy spit it back out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: yeah. I thought that that was, that was like a punch to the chest for me. That was something.
1: So you got there because of movies, and then the reason I mention it is because I know Joe and I, um, Joe and I, you know, we grew up on comic books. So a lot of these stories we had seen, and or at least saw the stories they were based on. So yeah, it's just interesting to hear your perspective. I mean, for you, you just watched that first movie and you were hooked. Even though now we know it's not technically that first movie. I don't know if that's technically part of the MCU still.
2: I don't think I don't think that that movie was. No. I think that the first like a, a the first Marvel Marvel movie was the Iron Man, like the first Iron Man. Right. Well, I mean, but I, I still consider that movie to be canon because it was it added so much to the story, and I sure it did. like it gave him a backstory,
1: no question. And not to be too pedantic, but I think technically, the first Marvel film is Blade.
2: Well,
0: mm. get out of town. Marvel made or canon?
1: <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. They haven't referenced him in any films yet, so I can't say he's canon. So yeah, mm. it all depends yeah. on what they do with the next Blade film. So did you? So Jonah, did you see the Sam
0: Raimi Spider-Man films?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was interesting out too. So in so this whole Marvel, did you you get to see them all at the theater from? Iron Man on or was it post
2: uh Iron Man was a I saw that at home, Hulk I saw at home, I saw like uh first and second Iron Man at home, all the rest I believe I saw in the theater, like the captain americas the what other ones are there yeah captain America uh Avengers. Uh, Age of Ultron, I saw all of those in the theater. Cool. Uh, a couple of them I saw uh, not really on TV, but uh, I had seen uh, Avengers in the theater, and I, to be honest, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it, but then I saw it again on TV, and I realized how more in-depth it was and how much detail they had put into it, and I really liked that.
0: How do you watch most of your stuff? I mean, is it, uh like, do you stream? Do you, like, Michael and I were having a discussion, like, how do we're, How are kids in the yeah, how are future going to consume all this stuff?
2: We uh, would mainly see stuff on TV and if it was something, like, uh you guys would like. Like, like uh my dad, he was actually the one who, I, like, I was probably reading a book or something when he called me into to watch the Hulk and uh I had really liked that movie, so he had like asked me to. He had brought me into his room. His room was really the my parents' room was really the only uh, room in the house with a TV, other than the basement. Mm. And uh, the basement was really cold. I didn't like it down there. I always had to be wearing a blanket, and (laughs) I didn't like that. So I would either be reading, and I didn't spend a lot of time in the basement until I got my Xbox. But that's good. (laughs) <laughs> for
1: day. So, you know, being a, you know, next generation geek, how where, what social media do you use to, like, how, how do you communicate and discuss or share the geek things you're into? Because, like, guys like us, we grew up at the internet. We're used to websites. Obviously, we're used to podcasts. But you already mentioned TikTok. So is that where you engage with some of your like-minded friends and whatnot?
2: Oh, no. My TikTok is completely different it's star wars and marvel stuff maybe every once in a while but uh for the most part it's uh cosplay anime all that kind of stuff and then it's uh, a couple of other subtopics uh, star wars and marvel included in those subtopics but uh one of the uh, main places i talk with people about this is uh, my friends like at school or i uh, I play a couple of sports. One of them being archery, and uh, a couple of my friends there—they know Star Wars and Marvel and all of that. So, I, if I ever find a topic, I'll talk with them about it or people at my school. So,
1: things really haven't changed that much, then, Joe. Not
0: really, but I do. I, you know, I have TikTok. I don't really use it a lot. I don't really jump in there a lot. I, I need it for work, um, but I haven't really tried to really dial in and, and see what tiktok has to offer in terms of content and um, i mean
2: there you're not missing anything (laughs) if you were on uh what my feed usually calls straight tiktok which is pretty much just what it seems it's a bunch of um white people doing tiktok is a lot like musically do you guys know what musically was oh
1: yeah my girls had it and i think uh tiktok evolved from musically right
2: Yeah, TikTok came from Musical.ly. And uh, because of that, it's all just a bunch of people. uh, One of the people, one of the most famous people on TikTok, one of the most well-known names, uh, her name is Charlie D'Amelio, and she just, she does dances. She does dances to music. And to be honest... I don't think either of you would like the choices of clothing that she wears during those, some of which being very short shorts, some of which being like crop tops, but I don't like her. I don't think any of my friends do.
1: Understood. Understood. No, I, I like Joe said, he has to use her for work because he works in marketing, but uh, I have not ventured yeah. into the world of TikTok and I don't know that I need to. I'm, I am might be too old for that.
0: Um, if there's if there's good content, if there's something cool, I'll watch it if, if it comes around. If it hits, but it probably won't hit my thought. You know,
1: here's the thing: get there. anything that's good enough that really needs to be seen. Someone TikTok, unlike Snapchat, people on TikTok can share it to YouTube or share it to Twitter. So if there's something really funny, I'll just see it that way. Yeah, you know. Mm. So, John, I, I I'm thinking we could we could talk probably for hours about geek stuff. That's how geeks are, and I, I think we've mm-hmm. just scratched the surface, so we might have to bring you back at some point, but I do um, I've, I've loved where this topic has gone, and as I've got more questions now, but unfortunately um, I think we have to start wrapping up this episode um,
2: mm, gotcha.
1: but it's been wonderful having you on, and like I said, I have more questions because we haven't even touched on anime or manga yet, and that's something yeah, I know nice we'd love to jump into because i'm a little bit into that stuff joe's kind of a a noob when it comes to that so i'm I'm
0: more than a noob i I don't know anything about it
1: (laughs) not really so jonah we've loved having you on you've given us a lot of perspective you've made me think about the star wars films in ways i hadn't thought of before uh you've made me think of the marvel films in different ways and I'm I'm thinking this almost begs the thing begs the question. I Maybe mean, we're we'll probably to have to bring you back on sometime this summer unless i I'm Joe I Absolutely. in mind.
0: No, a- absolutely I would love to keep going and especially if when new stuff comes out, I love your perspective. I didn't even get to the Mandalorian, I didn't get into any of that <laughs> stuff yet. And um this is why, you know, you can make a podcast five hours and cover it all, or I think keeping uh people wanting more would be good and I think, you know, after about two or three episodes, you'll just host it, Jonah, and get it over with.
1: <laughs> you, yeah, just take it over. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I can't thank you enough for for your time. Hopefully, you, you had some fun talking about yeah, it. I had a great time. Um, I, yeah, because I want to get into Comic Con and cosplay, and there's there's so much to talk about, uh, and I love hearing it from different generations and. I'm really glad that this technology and what this is the fun part of technology. There's bad things, you know, the Facebook type stuff that that's really bad, but there's things like this that bring people together. And hopefully, you know, people will get a kick out of, uh, old mm-hmm. geeks talking to, to young, smart people and, and moving this, uh, fun culture forward. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Thanks for, thanks for being on. Uh, hopefully you had a good time. Is there anything else you want to say that, um, uh, we didn't, ca- we didn't cover. I mean I'm sure.
2: Well, uh, can I say something that might make you guys laugh? Sure, well, of course. course. Well, uh earlier in June, I know that it's uh tomorrow is uh, the 3rd of July, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, earlier in June, I had uh, I was sitting in my room uh reading a book and I uh, like stopped for a second because my dad was down here watching wrestling and I Heard some music, and my first thought to say was, "I actually shouted this out to him. Are you watching Mortal Kombat? Because it was the <laughs> a, a wrestler that had uh, come on his uh, oh, that's cool like, like, like coming on music was Mortal Kombat. That's great. That's awesome. And he just burst out laughing. So that's awesome. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. that's awesome. Thanks again, Jonah, uh, for coming on the show."
2: Yeah, I, I loved it here. Cool. Thanks for having You'll me. You'll be back,
0: of course. For I'll say just as we wrap things up, for those if it's your first time coming to the Kybercast, thank you so much for listening. If it's uh, your multiple times, we can't thank you enough for for being a fan and listening to the show. Uh, remember to tell your friends about the show. That's the best way we can get this podcast out there, and they can find us on Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, iHeart, all the fun. Places you can get your podcast from
1: and connect with us on social media, right, Michael?
0: You got it Twitter,
1: Instagram, and Facebook. Look for Kybercast.
0: And Michael usually answers. So True. That's going to end this uh, week's version of the Kybercast. I was so happy to be back. I can't thank Jonah enough for coming on and listening to a bunch of old dudes talk about this stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys all soon.
2: I have spoken.
0: What a piece of junk.
1: Boring
2: conversation anyway.